one of the first ones that was one of the ones that kind of um, resonated a lot right off the bat was one that says, you are strong, you are lovable, you are enough. Um, and I kind of always, my process with writing the affirmations is I'm always writing the things that I need to hear. And welcome back to You Need a Counselor podcast. My name is Julie Johnson. I am the president and founder here at Heart and Solutions. If you are in Iowa looking for outpatient mental health counseling services, uh, go ahead and reach out to us. We can get you connected in school, in office, uh, or online. And I'm Krista Hunt. I am the vice president at Heart and Solutions in charge of our BHIS department. So BHIS stands for Behavioral Health Intervention Services. And that is a program where we go in home and work with children and their families on different behavioral skills. And we can also work with children in school, in the office, or through telehealth as well. And this is our podcast. Podcasts, you need a counselor. So we are designed for people curious about counseling, but have barriers keeping them from experiencing the benefits of counseling. Our mission is to share stories about counseling, good, bad, and indifferent, and spread the message that everyone can benefit from mental health and behavioral health counseling services. All right. So we have a guest today who I was uh, reading and researching about her, and I thought, we won't have any problems coming up with questions here today <laughs> or things to talk about. Um, so we have Nicole Leth here today with us. She is an artist, a writer. Um, she is a uh, advocate for mental health services uh, in ways that are very um, different from the typical medical model that we tend to see with mental health counseling and uh, psychiatry uh, and even social work. And so um, I'm very, very interested to speak with her and for everybody to get to know uh, about her projects. Um, so Nicole is a she was awarded the OB Lifetime Achievement Award in 2020 um, and has had her work globally recognized. And um, one thing I thought was so cool is that she is all of the work that she is doing, uh, all of the help that she is offering is completely free, is completely accessible, and is completely anonymous. Um, and those are three of the uh, top barriers to seeking uh, mental health care and counseling. Mm -hmm. um, and Nicole has been able to put that work out there um, and put that support out there in a way that overcomes mm -hmm. those three uh, barriers to mental health care. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So Nicole, tell us about My Affirmation Project. What is My Affirmation Project? So My Affirmation Project is a project that I officially started in 2019, but unofficially started uh, when I was 17 years old in Des Moines, Iowa, growing up in high school. Um, it was at that time that I unfortunately lost my father um, to suicide, and I was absolutely devastated. Uh, and I was somebody who was always running to art to help me alchemize my feelings. And in the face of that trauma, I just started um, spray painting words of affirmation and compassion around the streets of Des Moines. Um, I did it all alone. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't put my name on it. It was just my healing process displayed in a visual way. And over the last decade, I've just kind of 
um, kept doing that, putting words of compassion into the world in anonymous ways. Uh, and it kind of um, just erupted in 2019 when I had an idea to rent a billboard in Kansas City where I was living and post an affirmation anonymously in a very large way. Um, and from that point, it has turned into my full-time job. I am posting and integrating words of compassion into the world in free, anonymous, and unexpected ways. Um, and it is so rewarding and so healing for me. That's awesome. Wow, such creativity. I mean, going from spray painting anonymous <laughs> affirmations to renting a billboard and putting that out there and how many thousands and thousands of people drove by and were impacted uh, by this these affirmations that you put out there. It is so, it, I, I just, yeah, I love the the act of putting the work out there. Like thinking about the people engaging with it is always one of my favorite parts of the process. What were some of the messages that you put out there, either spray painting or on the billboards? One of the first ones that was one of the ones that kind of um, resonated a lot right off the bat was one that says, you are strong, you are lovable, you are enough. Um, and I kind of always, my process with writing the affirmations is I'm always writing the things that I need to hear. Um, and so a lot of them are just these really intimate um, words of compassion that I edit. Um, I'm constantly just trying to focus on ideas of inherent worthiness and um, lovability and uh, joy and all of those things. It's wonderful because there are so many things that that we go through as humans in our own healing processes. And, and so much of the time, those those processes that we go through for ourselves can be so helpful to other people around us. Um, but so often they're held very close, very tight to the chest. And, uh, and there's a sense sometimes of, you know, trying to keep privacy or trying to protect those inner pieces of ourselves or the pieces of us that, uh, that weren't healed and now are healed. Um, and what you are doing is you're saying, I'm going to do this work for myself and I'm going to put it out there so that everybody can benefit from it. Yeah. Exactly. So now are you still doing the billboards or are you moving into other mediums now? So I'm still doing the billboards, um, but I've started implementing new and unusual ways of getting these messages into the world. The billboards were something that I really focused on in the first official year. But then um, because this is a nonprofit project, I'm always seeking funding to help support these billboards are some of the most expensive ways to share messaging. So I have branched out. So in addition to billboards, I am renting airplanes to fly wow. um, affirmations and messages across city skies. I am renting like trucks to put affirmations on that will drive around. I am putting them up on walls. I am doing murals. I even started a mailing service in which people can sign up to receive anonymous affirmation postcards uh, every other month for a year. So I'm just, I'm getting really creative in the ways that we integrate these into the world, both big like billboards and small, like an intimate sign or postcard delivered to somebody's door. Beautiful. Wow. I never would have thought about trucks, <laughs> but when you go through the highway, that's all you see is trucks. And 
Uh, usually they've got, you know, some company on the side of it. So being able to see something like that, um, what a beautiful idea. And so the free affirmation postcard mailing service, um, that sounds really, really cool. So somebody can sign up and then they get a postcard mailed to them every other month. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, I've been doing the postcard mailing service since um, early 2020. And that's exactly it. I built a website with an anonymous um, sign up sheet. You put in your name or somebody's name and their address. Um, and then that person in that address will receive an anonymous postcard with an affirmation on it every other month for a year. At the end of that year, they will have the option to sign up again, or to not sign up again and not receive them. And it's totally anonymous the entire time, totally free the entire time. Wow, that is beautiful. That was going to be one of my questions is, can I sign other people up? <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. That cool. is so cool. And so that website is myaffirmationproject.com. So if you want to sign yourself up or sign up your family members or your friends so that they can get those affirmation postcards. And I like that it's not every week or every month, you know, it's, it's just enough time to forget about it and then you get another one. Exactly. I used to do it every month. And then with the growing amount of people that I send them to every other month became more sustainable, but I also started hearing or getting a lot of feedback that people are like, it always comes at exactly the right time. Um, and it is just that, that experience of like, it's been just long enough that I forgot I received these and then it just pops up and it's this nice surprise. That's cool. Absolutely. Yes. That element of surprise. I mean, it, it's such a wonderful idea. I've seen, you know, I've been in like gas station bathrooms before. Right. And I've seen like people have put up messages that say like, you're beautiful or, you know, like uh, you're worthy and things like that. You deserve joy. Um, and I, I always, it always takes me kind of off guard <laughs> because I'm not expecting it. I'm never expecting to read something like that. And so then when I do in an unexpected place, um, I think that it holds more. I mean, I can remember all of the bathrooms where I've seen that kind of thing. And I think that it holds it more. We hold it more um, and we remember it more because we're not expecting it. Whereas when we go to our counselor or our therapist, <laughs> we are somewhat expecting some of the, that affirmation. When we give ourselves those words of affirmation, we're definitely expecting it, right? Because we're going out to do it. Um, but being able to have that surprise element, it sounds like that is a big piece of what you do. Absolutely. I think about that a lot. Like my whole idea was like, I want to find people and impact them um, in really normal parts of their life uh, of their day. And I want to just like speak to them when they're at their most human self, like they're not prepared um, trying to show up and, you know, talk or present a certain way. It's just like, they're in a bathroom at a gas station and I want to talk to them there at like the most human part of their day. And that's always just been kind of like my thought process is like, how do I pinpoint those moments and try to create work and integration in those spaces? Absolutely. Now, so when you were growing up, you were growing up in Des Moines area and um, were there opportunities for this kind of work at that time. It sounds like you you kind of made your own opportunities. Um, but were there opportunities growing up for um, for this kind of work? Or was this really a self-driven, uh, I need 
I need to hear affirmations. I need to hear positivity. I need to have positivity in my life um, and putting it out there and creating something that you didn't have available to you or were, did you have these opportunities and options? And that's kind of what drove you towards wanting to do this kind of work. This was definitely born out of not having these opportunities or options. Um, during very tumultuous moments of my childhood, I was, you know, completely alone and was, there was no space for me to kind of find affirmation or lean into compassion. And so I remember like countless months just sitting in my bedroom and I would literally just like journal and write like spend hours writing the words that I desperately needed other people to tell me and I was like almost self-soothing in this really um this journal practice and it was it was um born out of those moments those words that I was writing in my journal self-soothing being my own friend um those were the words that I then was just like I have to put these out in the world especially you know, the experience of losing my father, I was like, I don't want people to feel the way that I experienced him feeling. And also, I need to do this for myself, too. And so it, it was born out of not having access to those things. And then it definitely began became something that I was just um, creatively trying to create um, opportunities for. And so as a teenager, losing your father to suicide, uh, there you knew that you needed something, you knew that you needed uh, these, this support, and you were able to become that support, not only for yourself, but for uh, other people as well that you've maybe never even met. There are probably people who remember your spray painting around some <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Does Let's that ever come up? <laughs> Um, no, it oh. never comes up. In fact, I never like up until I started doing like the more public version of this project, nobody knew that I did this spray paint <laughs> stuff. So like, I'd be so surprised if someone someday is like, I saw one of those graffitis <laughs> in Des Moines, like in 2010. I'd be so surprised. <laughs> that was you. I knew it. <laughs> I wonder if they're still around. <laughs> I I wonder too. I've looked at a few of the locations when I've been back and they are definitely not there anymore. (laughs) That's so cool. Absolutely. And so you have had some counseling experiences since then. You've had, it sounds like you had a great counseling experience. What was that like? Well, I, I I credit counseling as like the thing that has like saved my life. Um, I started counseling in high school as a young adult and then consistently had a therapist since then. Um, And I've only had good experiences. It's something that is totally integrated into my self-care practice. Um, And it is, it is just like to this day, like the thing that keeps, keeps me going and what I perceive as the fuel that allows me to do the work that I do out in the world. It's like, it fills my cup and allows me to treat other people with love. Uh, what makes it a good counseling experience or a great counseling experience? I think the thing that makes it a good counseling experience is feelings of safety and not, and non-judgment within the space that you're creating with your counselor. And also the space just to show up exactly as you are, and maybe not even needing to, um, you know, 
speak about the big things, like the big capital T traumas. It's the space to talk about the things that are happening right now in this moment or the things that are just on your mind. Um, so just this space of freedom and exploration while under the cover of non-judgment, that's the perfect counseling experience in my opinion. And I love how when you describe your experience, you know, you're really normalizing this because having a, a counselor in your life, and it, it doesn't always have to be the same one, we often have multiple over the course of our lives, but, uh, but just always having that person, and it doesn't mean that, you know, every session is that exciting. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, <laughs> I'm here again, let me tell you about my, what my kid did this weekend, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but having that relationship and knowing that when something does happen or something does change and we need those uh, supports that we've got that kind of built in. And I love that you described it as part of your self-care routine. It's part of what you do um, to continue to be well. And, uh, and I think that's a, a huge theme through all of your work is about being well and staying well, as opposed to, again, kind of more medical model of, you know, having illness and then having recovery or, or curing. Um, it's, it's a matter of consistently staying well, right? Getting well and being well and staying well. I, I, I like the anonymous part as well. Um, because yeah. there is such a challenge. It's still so challenging for people to seek support. Um, and this is a way that people can seek support without, without even having to show their face, right? Like they don't even have to show who they are. Um, and I think that that is beautiful. If somebody didn't want to put their name on their postcard, for example, would they be able to put initials or something like that on there? Absolutely. I have a lot of people who the only thing that matters is that there's something in the name field. So sometimes people just put an initial or they'll just um, like write to myself or, you know, these like very, um, you know, vague um, titles of, or names. Um, so I definitely have space for that to exist as well. That's cool. I love that. That's beautiful. I know some small town, well, you know, in Iowa, sometimes <laughs> small towns, it's like, I, I remember I was uh, one of my first like waitressing jobs in this town. Uh, this woman came up to me and she said, Julie Johnson. And she said my street address and where I lived. And I was like, oh, who are you? <laughs> and it was our, our mail carrier. And I didn't memorize your address yes they know your address they know <laughs> so oh my gosh I, I, <laughs> so I just love that idea right that you can put whatever you need to on there um that's just that's beautiful um especially when mail's getting sorted in a small town. yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh beautiful beautiful so, um, and you're also an artist, is that right? So are you designing the postcards that are going out? Absolutely. Um, I'm a professionally trained artist, went through art school and all of that. So I am uh, designing and creating and doing every single process. I'm designing the postcards. I'm writing all of the affirmations and also curating kind of like the production and um, installation of these. So I'm doing every step of the process. 
That's beautiful. Have others ever submitted their art in order to be sent out as postcards? No, I haven't had any of that, but there have been other people who are other artists who have reached out and kind of um, asked for information on how I go about sending out the art or renting billboards. And I'm always really happy to talk to people about how they can, if they want to share their work in a public way, like I do. Beautiful. Wow. So what's next for the affirmation project or my affirmation project? What's next for you guys? What are you kind of thinking of doing next as you continue to do this work? I think my goals are to kind of hone in on environments and offer support in a more concentrated way. So for the last, you know, three years of this project being something that's official, I've kind of done very sporadic installations. And a lot of times they've been in really big cities. They've been these really big um, displays or, um, you know, in addition to the postcards that impact people all over the world. My, my course of action moving forward is I want to focus on one community at a time. I want to find um, a small town in Kentucky or a little area in Florida. And I want to go spend a series of weeks there and do as many random acts of kindness and compassion in that concentrated area as I can and offer support um, to one community in as many multidimensional ways as possible. So that's the way that I am shaping my steps forward. And I'm very excited. I think it'll be really cool to insert myself into communities, talk to people while still being anonymous, and then create work that kind of responds directly to their needs and supports um, the specifics as well. That's so cool. That's a good idea. If that was a YouTube series, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, Netflix show. That's that's good feedback. I've been thinking um, about how to document this. I'm not a big social media girl, so I'm like, how do I document this? Maybe YouTube, maybe a blog. Who knows? But I I know that people do want to know kind of like the behind the scenes. So YouTube is a good idea. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great. Uh... You know, as you're doing this, if you if you document that in some way, I mean, what a great way to create a blueprint for other small towns that might want to do this kind of thing. You know, uh, here in my small town, we have a wellness committee. Right. And so we're always looking for those things. But um, but being able to say this is what somebody did, like they did it in these ways. Um, what a because, you know, we can implement, but you're the creative. right? So. <laughs> so being able to like make a blueprint for these small towns that want to do kind of similar things um what a beautiful uh you know way to continue to share that and uh and to do it on that small town level or small community level um I think is so beautiful because you've got kind of the macro you know where everybody can access you from anywhere um but then being able to really dig in to the specific needs of a community or an area um, is so beautiful. I mean, I think about the stupid things I watch on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook <laughs> video, right? Like videos of loyalty tests and just nonsense. Um, yes. And I would, that would be something I would definitely, not that it's stupid, but that 
I, I watch a lot of stupid things and I would watch that and that would be a quality be <laughs> a quality <enough>. show <laughs> compared to the, some of the other stuff. That I, <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great feedback. I, I really, I really am open to the idea of sharing more of the process while keeping the outcome anonymous. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I love that because yeah, that an- anonymity so important. Um, but being able to share like, this is what we did and then not featuring who the person was that benefited, um, I think is, is beautiful. How cool. So what's, what is an OB lifetime achievement award? (laughs) What is, what is it? (laughs) So it is very funny because up until I started working in the billboard space, I did not know. Um, but it, the OB. That makes me feel um, better. (laughs) Yes, when you said OB, I thought you knew what it was. So I was like, maybe I'm the only one who does. Just speak with confidence. I know you are so confident. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what had happened was I worked with Lamar Advertising, which is the biggest billboard company in the world. They um, partnered with me to put a series of 400 billboards around the country for Suicide Prevention Month in 2019. And so that was the project that got nominated for the OB and then ultimately ended up winning um, the OB. And the way they explained it to me was it's the equivalent of an actor winning an Oscar. So if you're somebody who has won an OB, it's like it's like a huge deal. And again, I did not know. Um, But then they told me and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is. (laughs) extremely cool and I'm gonna go cry now like that's it made me feel feels for sure (laughs) it is really cool wow that is awesome so it's a like a billboard award yeah so it's it's for people who are innovative in the marketing space uh, kind of focusing on billboards but like the people I was up against was like coca-cola and like the movie it like it's like just people who are doing like cool marketing things out in the world. Um yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. What an honor. And I think it it really speaks to like what can be accomplished by one person, you know, one person yeah. doing something they're passionate about. Um and what can be accomplished there. I mean, 400 billboards, that is huge. And billboards are not cheap. <laughs> so no, not at all. <laughs> So, I mean, what a great accomplishment and uh, and how cool to be, you know, recognized in that way, because it's not just about advertising, it's about the creativity of it, right? And and what that advertising is doing. Um, so that is beautiful. Thank Very you so cool. much. Yes, that's awesome. So what other countries, I mean, you're sending postcards all over, like to all the different continents, maybe not. Antarctica. But <laughs> you're you're sending postcards all over the globe. How many postcards a month are you sending? Um, right now I'm up to four thousand a month. Wow. Uh, but I am in my third year, so last year was my biggest year yet, and I tapped out at six thousand a month, and I'm on track to break that record. So I think by the end of this year, I'll have sent out postcards to over a hundred thousand people to every continent except for Antarctica. And I mean, the places these are going, like Sri Lanka, like, I mean, like places I've never even been to. When I'm writing these addresses, I'm just like, a human 
in this space is like this little piece of paper is going to travel across the world to a real human being in this this place in the world it just blows my mind every month that's that's amazing yeah that's amazing i mean that's a lot a month that's so many yeah (laughs) that was way more than i was expecting it's so many and i used to hand address every single one so i was spending like a hundred hours a month like writing everybody's names down and then hand stamping thankfully now somebody talked me into printing the addresses on the postcards but it still takes a long time um but it's worth it it's like an act of love on my end Wow. So you're, you're printing the addresses, but you're still putting them on every yes. single one. You're still mailing all of those out. Yes. I, mean, I, I think as, you know, as somebody who would sign up for, uh, for the affirmation postcards, I think just knowing, even if the address is printed, like just knowing that a human did that, like that a human like took it and put my address on it and was thinking about, you know, that card coming to me and that message coming to me. Um, I think that makes it so special. Oh my goodness. I can't imagine writing all of those out. That must've been. <laughs> it it was so challenging. It, it was something I mainly did during like COVID. And so like, it was like something that like really was healing for me, but there, it got to a point where my husband was like, Nicole, you, this is not sustainable. You cannot be writing, you know, 6,000 names on postcards every month. So I am glad I created that boundary and like up leveled a little bit to at least making labels to put on them. Yes. Wow. What was it like when you were doing like 10 or 20? Like, was it a different feel then than now when you're doing 4,000? Honestly, so the first month that I ever did it, I had 150 people sign up and it was different. And I find that the, even the messages I wrote on the postcards, so like every month when I design the postcards, I'm still doing that practice of like, I sit down, I ask myself, what do I need? What do I desperately wish somebody would tell me this month? Like, what am I working through? So like the postcards, the actual messages on them are always very intimate they're very um they're a vulnerable share for me but when it used to be 150 people I found that it was easier to be vulnerable or maybe a little looser with my language and like the affirmation or words of compassion that I was sharing and now that there are so many people and I'm aware like there's a lot of people who are in prison who are in um, areas of the world that are experiencing life in a very different way than I am, you know, that are in in wars, in all these different spaces. Now I, I try to think about how to make my messages as um, accessible as possible to people who are experiencing life in all the ways. So now I feel like I've put, it, it feels like a little bit more pressure just to say the right thing, um, to offer compassion in a way that's still authentic to me, but can offer support to anybody experiencing any form of life so these are these are personalized writings that you're that you're doing this isn't a postcard that says you're great have a great day (laughs) (laughs) these are these are I mean you're you're a writer and so these are like 
writings that you are creating for these postcards. Uh, can you give us some examples maybe of like a recent? Yeah. So my most recent one that got sent out, I think two weeks ago, it was really simple. It said times of chaos are temporary and transformative. And that's it. And that went out to 4,000 people. And, you know, I was in a space in life where I was thinking of chaos. I was having a hard time. I was enduring some turbulent times. And I looked around and I experienced people kind of feeling the same. And I was just like, how do I speak to this? Uh, and that's where that that line came from. That would be tricky to have it cover everyone all across the world in every continent and country, like a message, a universal message. That's interesting. Yes. <laughs> so we have your quote here. It was from Harvey Milk. There are people I might have loved had they gotten on the airplane or run down the street after me or called me up drunk at four in the morning because they need to tell me right now and because they cannot regret this. And I always thought I'd be the only one doing crazy things for people who would never give enough of a fuck to do it back or to act like idiots or to be entirely vulnerable and honest and making someone fall in love with you is easy. And flying 3,000 miles on four days notice because you can't just sit there and do nothing and breathe into telephones is not everyone's idea of love, but it is the way I can recognize it because that is what I do. Go scream it and be with her in, a meaning, in meaningful ways because that is beautiful and that is generous and that is what loving someone is. That is raw and that is unguarded and that is all that is worth anything really beautiful absolutely beautiful love that I love it it takes my breath away every time I hear it tell us about how you came across it and and what it means to you in your life I stumbled across it I think probably a decade ago when I was you know just going through different things in my life um having kind of a more turbulent time growing. And I remember just stumbling across it and reading it. And for the first time, I was able to understand the way that I see or understand the concept of love. Um, I have never seen something mirrored back to me that explains how raw and big that I believe love can exist in this world. Um, and it takes my breath away because I just believe that that is the type of love that heals people when it's just love at its most human form. It's people saying the things that are flowing right out of them, even if they're embarrassing. It's people running after each other in airport terminals. It's like just these animal instinct acts of love. I I love the way that he just you know, wrote and and vocalized it there. And it spoke to me in that way. And it, I remember it just, every time I read it, it gives me fuel because I'm like, yeah, put love into the world in that way, in real ways, because people get enough fake love from all these different areas. But like, just, just be a person who puts real love into the world in the midst of, you know, a lot of the static. Absolutely. Yeah, it's about 
authenticity, mm-hmm. really, and allowing ourselves to be, you know, they say there's no pretense when you laugh for real. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that ugly crying is the, is the most genuine. Um, and it's, it's so true. There are so many barriers that keep us as humans apart from each other and keep us from connecting with each other. Um, and there's a lot of fear that comes and that surrounds putting ourselves out there in that way. And I think that that fear gets talked about in the romantic context, but not so much in the context of expressing love, platonic love or family love or just love for humankind in general. Um, And the same, you know, butterflies on a first date kind of feeling, right? The same challenges that go into expressing romantic love go into expressing all of those different kinds of love but that there aren't it's not written in hallmark cards right about that and uh and we don't talk about it as often and I think for that reason it seems it sometimes feels normal to let those barriers or boundaries exist um, that that's just how it is. And uh, I think that something like this, when we think about that true authenticity and that true, like, shout it from the rooftops kind of kind of feeling and expression um, really challenges a lot of those walls that we've come to believe are just there. And I, I think that's so beautiful. Thank you. I, lo- I love it so much. It reminds me that there's beauty in cracking yourself open because that's, you know, the act in which people can truly see you and it empowers them to feel safe to crack themselves open too. And there's so much beauty in, in those acts and those moments. Absolutely. This has been wonderful. Just getting to know, uh, I feel like um, if in your postcards and in your writing and your art, if you are putting out this same extremely just calm and joyful (laughs) vibe that (laughs) that we've gotten to experience here on the show um then I I know that everybody who's receiving those is feeling that same energy um it's it's amazing to me how you can be sending that energy to so many people around the world um and and when we get to talk to you, we can really feel that, really get to feel that energy and know that that it is being translated in those postcards. Thank you. That's really kind. It's beautiful. So I'm going to sign up. You too, sure. so, I <laughs> the website. Chris, so I probably already signed up. I haven't. Please. <laughs> that would make me so happy. Yeah, that's so cool. When you put our address on there, you can see us. <laughs> Love that. Wonderful. So Nicole, if you were to give a suggestion to somebody on the fence about starting counseling, what suggestion might you give to that person as someone who's had some very good experiences? Um, their suggestion, I would say, is no matter who you are, no matter what, what you've been through, whether... Um, 
no matter how you're feeling in this moment, I just want you to understand the deepest depth of your soul that you deserve healing and that you deserve the happiness and compassion that healing brings um, and that there's spaces and people and opportunities out there that can meet you exactly where you are and open the door for you. Beautiful. You are so calm <laughs> when you talk. <laughs> Thank you. I just did yoga, so maybe I'm like <laughs> maybe that's good. You're reading that that vibe. Sending it out. <laughs> yeah, they're all my yoga energy, and put it out there. <laughs> I love that. Wonderful. All right, so uh, you guys can sign up for uh, the free affirmation postcard mailing service at myaffirmationproject.com and you can also see on there all the other um, projects that Nicole is doing on there as well and uh, and art and inspiration Um, and it's completely anonymous and it's completely free so uh, whatever country you are in no matter what your zip code is uh, you can access those so that is beautiful go check that out Um, Nicole, we thank you so much for being here today and uh, sharing with us this beautiful work that you're doing. Um, It is it is a breath of fresh air um, as you know, we're we're in the mental health field, but things are very still very like insurance dependent and, you know, medical model um, dependent and so uh it's beautiful to see somebody advocating for mental health in such a creative and unique way so thank you so much for being here and for doing the work that you're doing thank you for the conversation for the connection and thank you for having me on i'm nicole f and i need a counselor awesome me too so does krista we all do well, thank you so much, Nicole. Uh, this has been wonderful. We'd love to have you on again uh, yeah. in the future, maybe like next spring or something. Um, that would be such a great uh, thing for us to be able to kind of keep in touch with you and keep track of what you are doing and all of these cool projects that you've got going on. That would be an honor. I would, I would love to do that. Wonderful. All right. So look out for uh, when Nicole joins us next spring and uh, we'll give you everybody some updates as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, So if you are here in Iowa and you're looking for counseling services um, or in home behavioral health services, go ahead and give us a call at 800-531-4236. And we post new episodes every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central. So listen to us while you do whatever task you hate doing that week. And we can help convince you um, to reach out to a counselor or to get signed up to get free postcards uh, or to get started with services that week. Um, And if you have any questions for us, you can reach out to us on Instagram at You Need a Counselor Podcast or our Facebook page, You Need a Counselor Podcast on there as well. And I'm Krista Hunt. And I'm Julie Johnson. And we need a counselor. And so do you. Bye. Bye.